of the streaming. My name is Lin, and if I lived in the world of Star Wars, I would simply be rich and powerful and not live in the dirt land. Uh, <laughs> Don't think you have a lot of options, Lin. <laughs> <laughs> Seem mostly to be dirt planets. Um, <laughs> I have here with me, as always, my friend and co-host, Eric. The Hello. Geek. That's me. Hello, Eric. Go find me on YouTube. Yes, go find him on YouTube. You can find me on YouTube. I haven't uploaded in a while. Yeah. I'll let Why you know would you what I have. <laughs> so how's it going, um, Lynn? What you been doing since the last time we talked? <laughs> a little behind the scene. We are um, recording the last week's episode, this week's episode, back to back. Um, and it's pretty late where you are. It's like right, uh, 11.15 now, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm still it's buzzing like... from my two beers because my tolerance is for shit these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's two, um, 2 in the afternoon for me. And I'm still drunk and still hungover. Uh, <laughs> so let's get to it. Today, we're going to be talking about the first three episodes of Endor. Originally, we're going to wait until six episodes come out halfway through the season, but there's enough in the first episode for me to talk about. So, <laughs> so I figured we should just start with the first three. You episodes. told me that you could talk about the first 10 minutes for two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, obviously, this show had really captured my attention, and I'm loving it, and I hope. It doesn't betray me like Star Wars <laughs> sometimes do. <laughs> um, Timestamps are in the description, as always, if you want to jump to that. But hey, let's come on this journey with us, because we're going to first talk about a couple of exciting news and some little shifts. So let's talk about this big thing that um, Ryan Reynolds just announced. You see that? I did. You showed it to me. I wouldn't. I probably would have seen it eventually, but you you sent it to me. Um, so, so I caught it pretty early. Like I, I was just scrolling Twitter, and like the I think the video was like two minutes old when I saw it. On <laughs> yeah, Lynn actually um, lives on the internet. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> He's always on Twitter. <laughs> it's not good for my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's drunk all the time, just to survive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, so. If you haven't heard, uh, Ryan Reynolds did a little video where he's like, "Oh, you know, don't worry. We're working very hard on Deadpool. No, we're gonna give you what you want. Like, uh, we, I have so many good ideas. It's like he couldn't come up with them." And the video ends with um, Hugh Jackman walking past in the background. And, hey, Hugh, want to play uh, Wolverine again in Deadpool? And Hugh Jackman goes, yeah, sure. And goes up the stairs. <laughs> That's the end of the video. Um, two things. First of all, yes, of course, it's very exciting that Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine, especially because of a lot of the natural chemistry Ryan Reynolds and uh, Hugh Jackman seem to have together. Um, and for these two characters to meet in the MCU, that's going to be fun. Second... This video highly implies that Hugh and Ryan Reynolds live together. And I think that's funny. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me they don't live together? <laughs> have you seen the have you seen the video of uh, Hugh Jackman and um who's the guy play, that played Mysterio? Oh, oh uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal. Um uh <laughs> inviting Ryan Reynolds to a party telling him that it's a stupid sweater party. <laughs> yes, of <laughs> course. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and they're just cracking up. <laughs> uh, but um, what do you think? Well, I'm torn because like you, I am excited to see Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds in a Deadpool movie. Um, and it will be irreverent and it will be great. But on the other hand, I really wanted Hugh Jackman to be done with Wolverine. I really did. <laughs> like, I'm annoyed that he's coming back. But only on the surface, because if I think about it, for Deadpool 3, it's perfect. Like, if he has to have one final bow, make it a joke, you know? <laughs> well, I wouldn't want MCU. No, and I don't think he I will be. Yeah. No, and, and he's not. I bet this is like a alt-world thing, or this is this is... This movie is going to result in Deadpool ending up in the MCU. Like they're going to use MCU characters in the process of telling the story, but I think the and the at the end he will be well and truly properly used. That's my prediction. Right. And I know a lot so of people are calling it like Deadpool kills the Fox universe. You know that kind of thing. That would be pretty fun. Yeah. Because like you know about the contract thing, like um, so a, a lot of the key mutants Disney can't recast them yet because those those some actors have contract to play those characters so if they want to use those characters they have to use the actors who have been in the fox universe surely so, disney could afford to buy out their contracts sure <laughs> but that also seems like you know i don't know disney doesn't throw money around like that even when they should like i much rather they give it to the creators than buy out these stupid contracts well yeah to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but they could bring back like you know Sophie, what's her face? Um, uh, Please no. From Game of Thrones. <laughs> and, hey, man, for, if they're bringing them back for Deadpool and Wolverine to kill off, I'm all for it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, do genuinely we... want to see Fassbender and McAvoy again, but I don't. I want. I want MCU to have their own version of these characters. You know. You don't. You don't want um, Will I Am to come back as his character from <laughs> Wolverine Origins. No, I can't even remember who he was. <laughs> he had um, a cowboy hat, right? <laughs> yeah, he had a cowboy hat. I can't even remember his power. That's how forgettable he was. <laughs> I hate Will I Am and the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> I am not personally a fan either. <laughs> <laughs> um, people are saying this ruined Logan. I don't see why. Yeah, it's this clearly going to be. Yeah, it doesn't. Be said before. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't even and, have to be set in the same real continuity. Like, it's the Fox universe, man. It had no continuity. Yeah. Logan was pretty much in this standalone little universe anyway. Exactly, yeah. He had his own yeah. space. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman is getting pretty long on the tooth for, like, massive action scenes. What do you think? <laughs> he can probably still do it. I mean, he's doing musicals and shit. So, I mean, he's still, he's still fit. Yeah. He's still fit. True. He's still um, fit. We're not approaching like we're not approaching like Patrick Harrison Stewart Ford. or Harrison yeah. Ford, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not approaching yeah. that territory yet. Um, they have since released another video where they said it's a um, it, it's them answering fan questions, but it's mostly nonsense. They briefly said, "Oh, look, this is they're not Logan died in Logan. We're not touching that." That's the like that's the only real information they gave. The rest <laughs> is just them making like funny noises. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually watch it, so okay. <laughs> the rest of them is just like 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 them miming like stabbing and shooting each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really long as well. It's very weird. <laughs> um, they, I guess, they can carry anything. I guess they can make um, any content look interesting. <laughs> well, that's like Ryan Reynolds' shtick, you know. Like, <laughs> you can yeah, never quite true. tell if he's joking, if he's trolling. 
or if he's just genuinely trying to entertain you, <laughs> it's it's like a mix of all three at all time at all times. So <laughs> okay, so who do you think will come back? Do you think we'll get Bishop back? Bishop? Sorry, Who's not Bishop. Bishop. Cable. Cable. Sorry. Oh, Cable. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Have uh, have Josh Brolin do his thing. It's two different yep. characters. Yep. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, they could, they could, they could finally tackle the fact that Bishop is technically Cyclops' son. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. They could bring back John Marston just to kill him again. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't like using the word, but um, somebody pointed out, and it is true, that John Marston just loved being cucked in superhero <laughs> movies. <laughs> and in Westworld, uh, too. <laughs> true. Oh, God, true. John Marston, are you reading the scripts before you sign on to them? <laughs> and of course, in Sonic 3, Sonic will sleep with his wife. Um <laughs> 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 you need a minute <laughs> you got me on that one That's <laughs> so yeah we're, we're both very excited about that movie just throw yeah throw sonic 3 we're all excited about sonic 3 <laughs> i still haven't seen two i should i should watch i haven't it. seen either one so <laughs> <laughs> i mean you don't really need to i guess um <laughs> all right let's move on to a quick show recommendation have you seen a show called uncoupled no, once again, you're you're throwing a show at me that I've never even heard of. I need to watch more it, TV, man. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I think it's this one is on Netflix. Uh, don't quote me on that. I don't know. Google it. Set uh, <laughs> <laughs> me who hasn't done his research. Uh, so the main character is Neil Patrick Harris. And um, so he's hap- to him happily in a um, gay relationship uh, of like a decade uh, with this guy. And when he was secretly planning his 40th birthday, uh, 40th, uh, su- yeah, surprise birthday for his 40th, the, <laughs> his partner moved out of his home, uh, moved out of their home, and uh, it essentially break, they Just break up him. right before. Yeah, well, yeah, like, uh, like he came for the dinner. Like, he was, he's clearly going to break up with him at the dinner, and the dinner turned out to be a giant surprise party for him. <laughs> so that's how it started. And that's it's awkward. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's yeah it's it's about like rebuilding Neil Patrick Harris trying to rebuild his life as a little person in his forties uh, when he hasn't been for like a decade. The gay man as well. uh, he has never been on the apps like Grinders, and he the gay dating scene has uh, really advanced. You know, so it's you can see why this might have been <laughs> some of the things of this show might have been funny in a interesting and close to chess way <laughs> <laughs> and you know neil patrick harris he's good in anything so yeah he's great and i'm sure this this speaks close to his heart too oh yeah so yeah neil patrick harris a gay man himself who was in the closet for a long time because he needed to be a leading man and back in those days you can't be out you know um i think um he came out during how i met your mother so was like, it really when... that late yeah yeah because he was also a child star remember that's true yeah Doogie Hauser. Yeah. Um, Not nearly as embarrassing as being a space Nazi in a Starship Troopers. Well, yeah. I mean, look, space. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, really a Nazi, but yeah. Very, he was kind of like space Nazi. Gestapo, really. Like, he had yeah. the Gestapo uniform and everything. Yeah. 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 He's afraid. He's afraid <laughs> of us. That's best line. 
I, think I actually like, hate I think that movie. That. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. I love that movie. Because I love the book, and uh, uh, Paul Verhoeven does not understand the book at all. <laughs> I think he understands the book. I think he just didn't give a shit. I think nope. he wanted to make a... I think he, he wanted to make a complete opposite of the, the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to uh, talk about I, Starship Troopers. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand why people who like the book wouldn't like it, because it's like completely opposite of the, the themes of the book. Um... He was also Doctor Horrible. He was great That's at Doctor Horrible. He's great, Doctor Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's a little bit more. There's a little bit more depth than um, it led on. Like, as the show goes on, you learn that hey, like this, this wasn't like it, just an injustice. You know, like, like the partner was wrong to do that, but he was. You know, there's there's troubles in the relationship that Neil Patrick Harris character also failed to address. And, right. Like, and it is, I like how it's very fair-handed in the, like, first it came in, tried to play off as the other partner is the villain, and then it make it look like they're going to completely twist it, and turned out, like, Neil Patrick Harris, like, didn't understand that the relationship wasn't working. But then it settled, like, it went back and forth, and it settled in being like, hey, it's complicated, you know? Right. Like, uh, these, these two people are people, they have their own shortcoming, and clearly they they didn't communicate until it and that they both make terrible choices until they blew. And I, I really like that because it's it's funny. It's a sitcom, but it, it's also very fair-handed. Yeah, and that's um, also more true to life. Um, yeah, yeah, which yeah. made it very real. Um, and it's a lot of his uh, friends are gay, um, so you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of jokes about like th- this is clearly targeted at a queer audience. Um, so if you're like a homophobic person, I guess you won't enjoy it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I Honestly, can't imagine I they're think... listening to this podcast and all right, of our homophobic sexual attention, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I'm sure the homophobes have checked out out of this podcast, like, <laughs> three episodes. Um, but uh, the cast is really good. And there's um, a lot of side plots that are good. Like, And there's another, like, rich um, divorcee whose uh, husband left her for, like, a his yoga trainer as well. Right. Like, uh, and she's like learning to be not so spoiled and awful as well as trying to rebuild her life you know like it, it's a funny show like just check it out um i think it's only 12 or 10 episodes um kind of end on a little bit of a cliffhanger so i can't and i i eh, depends on how they do it i don't quite like where they left it um uh, but we'll have to wait for season two to find out how they're gonna handle it okay all right I mean, it sounds fine. Like and, uh, and like I said, I like Neil Patrick Harris. I'll watch him in just about anything. So yeah, yeah, and like, um, there's like a lot of like pretty explicit sex jokes about like stuff. So, uh, if you don't find that funny, you won't find this funny. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, like it's 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 like the way Sex in the City would make jokes about sex, but it's just about gay people, <laughs> right? Uh, um, but yeah, everybody check it out. Okay, so. Let's get to the. Let's take a little break, and then we'll get to the main event, which is Andor. Andor. And or and or what? Let's take the audience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We're back, and Woo-hoo. we're here to talk about Andor. And I'm just gonna open my my 
um, salted white peach sour called White Mischief. Eric, isn't that your nickname in high school? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, Endo, I've been on your ass being like, dude, Endo, you got to watch it. You're like, I'm going to watch it. Like, I'm busy watching Game of Thrones. I'm like, you should watch Endo. Maybe we should talk about Endo instead. <laughs> uh, now that you finally caved in to my demands, what do you think? I really like it. It's, it's a lot more... Um... It's a lot more intelligent than Star Wars has been lately. Like, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that to be down on Star Wars because I'm not really down on Star Wars. Like we talked about Obi-Wan. I liked Obi-Wan. Um, I like the Mandalorian. Uh, Boba Fett was a thing that happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like this thank, feels like thank a different you and level. you and you, not you, Boba Fett. <laughs> this this feels like um this feels like a step up. Um but it also feels like something that people who are into Star Wars just for the sake of Star Wars are probably not going to like it as much because this yeah. is it's a grittier kind of storytelling. It reminds mm-hmm. me in in a good way of uh, HBO's The Wire, but like in the set in the Star Wars universe um, and with characters who are a little bit more cartoonish, um, but still like it's dark, but it earns it. It's not like yeah. just it's not being. Uh, edgy for edgy's sake like it's actually yeah. like telling an intelligent story yeah yeah like like we talked about last week like um it is it, it wasn't just like being edge lordy right like uh, yeah like i feel like the very early murder in the show is to set the tone like uh, I, I think i messaged you at some point and i'm like i think i could do like like an hour <laughs> on the first 10 minutes like the first scene of, and i right. mean it like that's i think that scene is so masterfully written like uh, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you've got you've got his character motivation. You've got the inciting incident. You've got morality on display. You've got the central problem of the character, all within the first like couple of scenes. Uh, that is really tight. Really well. Yeah, it's so tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like I feel like it's like you know, people like us who write. Um, or I, I'm always I say sometimes try to be humble. <laughs> <Defensive>. <laughs> Um, you're a legitimate author. Uh, people like us who write sometimes, you know, like sometimes you just see something and you wish you say like, I wish I wrote that. Oh, yeah, totally. This yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, so everybody already know about our Star Wars bona fide show. Yeah, like, we've talked about Star Wars enough times. We don't really yeah. need to go over it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the thing is, though, this show is the first time um, that a Star Wars TV show feels like. like no, I agree. Yeah. Because Prestige TV isn't just about like, um, production views like the Disney shows, all of them have really good stuff, uh, production. Um, sometimes the production values is spent in a good way, you know, like uh, in a way that really translates to the place feeling real, like fucking Ob One. Yeah, we talked about that a lot with Obi One. It yeah. always felt like yeah. he was acting in front of a screen, and you could tell. Um, yeah. Whereas this show, if they're using that screen, they're hiding it really well because the camera is always moving. Like it's very rare for there to be a single shot where the camera just stays still. Like usually it's very dynamic. It's always moving all over the place. You're always getting perspective changes. So it never feels like somebody standing in front of a screen or a backdrop. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's start by um, trying to piss off as many people as possible and say this show have the same philosophy. Yeah. (laughs) Trigger warning. We're going to talk about Last Jedi a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, haters, but like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Both, uh, this show and The Last Jedi are well, clearly trying to raise Star Wars as just above pop fiction because Star Wars is pop fiction. That's what's, oh, totally. Um, it's Flash Gordon. Yeah. 
And maybe, like, I'm willing to admit some people problem with it are they don't want the mainline Star Wars movie to deconstruct Star Wars. I'm like, if you're going to come at me from a thoughtful angle and going to argue with me about from that angle, I respect that. I disagree, but I respect that. Yeah, if you're going to be wrong, uh, at least be intelligent about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. But um, if you're hating The Last Jedi because of all the things it constructed, um, this is doing the same. It's just that they're not playing with your favorite toys. Um, they're not taking, they're just right. taking Andor, the guy who blew up in Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> who we already knew something. was a morally compromised character because his introduction in Rogue One was him killing yeah. somebody. So, yeah. in cold yeah. blood. Yeah, killing somebody who is supposed to be on this side. Right. Uh, in cold blood. So for the I was good. worried that this show would kind of dull that edge to the character and like try to have him be a nicer character than the character as he's introduced in Rogue One. But I don't feel like it's doing that at all. And if anything, it's actually showing his his moral descent, his his uh, ability to compromise. Like, it's, it's really on display. Yes. I was worried that this show is going to be solo, but for a character that is less <laughs> interesting. Because let's face it, in Rogue One, the character wasn't that interesting. He was fine. He, he was fine for that movie. Gareth Edwards was trying to make a movie about uh, dark forces. He was basically trying to uh, make Cassian Andor Kyle Katarn. Yeah. 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 Who is just he, a he, knockoff Han Solo. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, he, yeah, this is like Han Solo. Uh, Cassian Andor is Han Solo went through the copy machine like a few times. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's like a toy you pick up in Thailand and it says Han Solo. <laughs> You're like, ah. Uh... <laughs> but Andor has really made him his own and like. Oh, um, they have totally but... like separated his character. Yeah. He's his own thing. But they did give him Kal Katarn's gun. Did you notice? Yeah. <laughs> he still <laughs> looks like Kal Katarn. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he didn't have that gun in Rogue One, like, so now he does. Um and so far, it hasn't been like it hasn't been like solo where like it's him getting a bunch of things he had in <laughs> Rogue One or anything like that. I'm sure he'll get the robot at some point. Um, yeah, maybe uh, in, in season two or something. I'm sure he'll get the robot. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know if the if that robot will fit in the tone tone of this show because that robot is like sarcastic and um, what what's his face from uh, Firefly being himself, right? Uh, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> um, yeah. And even in this show, like they introduce you to the droid and you think oh, it's going to be another, you know, cutesy droid um, who's just going to be sarcastic and fun loving. And he's actually really depressing, but not yeah. in like a Marvin, the paranoid android kind of way, more of just like a, a broken down, pathetic yeah. android. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like time has done a number on him. Okay, so we're getting off track. So let's go into it organized <laughs> and let's talk about the openings. Uh, because man, after that scene, I was just in love with the show completely. I was completely on. Um, and this is one of those shows that it's because like... you like cop killing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <now. laughs> they're not cops, okay? They're more cops. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um. So the opening scene immediately, like, right, it's fucking Blade Runner upset, uh, <laughs> you know, in the rain, down an alley. Um, it's the red light district. It's clearly Star Wars because you see the Star Wars, very Star Wars uh, aliens and characters in goddamn like red light district bubbles. Yeah, the bubbles, yeah. man. That's really like cool set design. Like, that's not something yeah. I've seen before. Yeah. 
but it totally yeah. fits the Star Wars aesthetic, yeah. you know? Yeah. But in a cyberpunk kind of way. <laughs> yeah. And like if people have been to places like Amsterdam, Red Light District and stuff, um, that's like um sex workers, ladies of the nights, that's um and some gentlemen, it's mostly ladies though. Um they just, you know, in glass windows, like posing and calling people over and trying to entice you and um and like the red light is literally is the red light is on like they, they pull the curtain red light is on that mean like they occupy so like that's that's the feel they're going for immediately right my beer was I, uh, imported from holland does that count <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> it counts on something i don't know why <laughs> but uh did you know that uh did you notice that they sneaked in the uber uber dry noise I mean, yeah they, i heard it <laughs> yeah they also uh, had a gonk at one point yeah 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 yeah, so like one of those uh, birthing robots from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is in the red light district. Uh, I That's don't know disturbing. what kind of service yeah, <laughs> that robot is offering, but I don't want to know. Um, so immediately he goes into this high end brothel. Like they set the tone about this area being seedy because he's like, no community. Um, we we don't take credit <laughs> and um, no guns, no weapons. Um, and such a good world building because. We goes in and we get introduced to these uh, pre pre mall the fucking mall cops the <laughs> that's um, they essentially the military in the military industrial complex right they 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 privateer and they're and they're totally cops like you you know it the yeah, second they, you yeah. see them they're cops yeah. like there's yeah. no hiding it <laughs> yes they're the copiest motherfuckers ever was <laughs> and like I like the dynamic because they kind of like like a little bit friendly in the beginning they're like. He he follows the um they they immediately uh clock him as out of his debt because he tried to pay and this is right. the upscale about the, the upscale um place and they like you pay at the end thank you and he follows the bartender with his eyes and they were they already it's like ah hey kids like don't even you know like, they, they, <laughs> don't do that <laughs> yeah they're friendly in a condescending way but what turns is when the madame re- clearly respect um. Cassian more than them, right? Right. Like so they take the, offense. The, yeah, like that dynamic is already good. Like, and we don't we don't get the dynamic fully until later when um <clears throat> Cyril Khan and the uh, the um the chief security guy is discussing this event that oh these guys are not like they're not supposed to be. Here. Nobody likes them, you know. They like <laughs> they're just causing trouble. You just they're just throwing the weight around going into establishment that they shouldn't be able to afford, you know? Right. Um, and and clearly this is like an upscale enough thing that the madame doesn't care that they were uh, in front in line, right? They, they right. She liked Cassian, so she's going to talk to Cassian first. I don't know. I just really love that scene and it established, um, like, they straight up established that this is a brothel, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's no hiding that. And um, <laughs> this is this show's interpretation of canteen. So that's why I say, like, this show have a lot of um, philosophy in the DNA of Last Jedi, because they're taking familiar Star Wars thing and making it more gritty and making it more real. In that, look at the fight that result from this, right? Like, uh, it, for Luke, it's a dude approaching me be like, I don't like you, kid. <laughs> he don't like you either. That's not how bar fights. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Being shaken down by shitty cops in this place, that has that has happened to all the time, right? Like that's, that's a common experience for way too many people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So to, uh, 
Okay, before we get to the fight and stuff, anything else you want to talk about this scene, like in the brothel and all that? Well, I mean, you do establish that he's looking for someone. Um, yeah. And he name checks the planet that he came from, which I've already forgotten the name of. Canari. Um, Canari. So, like, you're already starting to get hints at his backstory. Um, even though at this point you have no context to put it in, like, you're still getting the information. Um, and I appreciate that tight storytelling that gives you information without spoon feeding it to you. In such a way that it'll help you live. Yeah. Yeah. And so when the cops flip is when Cassie, they try to like, they didn't like Cassie and got references. So they try to put him down. When Cassie doesn't take it, give him a look. Remember the line? Oh, that's such a hard look for such a tiny little man. Right. Uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Oh, he regrets saying that later. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. Cassian Andor is a hard man who can back up his hard look. <laughs> right. He looks that way for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and um so when they follow him out do you notice it immediately get racial oh of course yeah, yeah yeah like and uh this is new to star wars star wars pretend there's no like there's no race in the human race in the star wars universe like w- we have never seen anybody like really address humans being like they, they say they're from different planet but they re- they haven't they like they talk about different planet as if nationality. They hardly ever talk about like ethnicity. They hardly ever pay leverage to it. All the racial metaphors are u- done using alien, right? Aliens with really clumsy and offensive stereotypes. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Remember, <laughs> remember Boba Boba Fett where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember Boba Boba Fett where the the uh, fucking Wookie uh, <laughs> black Assyrians. Um, Racism against uh, Trandoshians were completely paid off and rewarded <laughs> by the finale when a bunch of Trandoshians attacked him and like he gets to that kill was, them all. That was a show that happened, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, this is 100% intense. They say, did you swim over, Squano? Like, like it, Cassian Endor is played by a uh, Mexican. The fact that these guys asked if enter this space illegally by swimming over that's definitely your intention oh absolutely one thousand percent and you know they 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 highlight it again later um when they're when they're putting out a call for him he's not Mm -hmm. a person he's a dark-skinned person you know like it's obviously they're putting race first you know yeah 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 um and this is once again them deconstructing, like they 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 taking Star, familiar Star Wars element, like 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 the Cantina Bar fight. And but look at this fight; they set the tone of the show, right? The first guy dies because he fell wrong. Like I rewatched the scene; I was like, did he get accidentally shot? No, like he dies in a way people tragically die sometimes in bar fights. You get punched, you fell wrong, you die. <laughs> you know, yeah, just so hit your head wrong. Body is surprise, yes, yeah. surprisingly fucking fragile. Um, yeah, you're an egg on a stick, basically. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, the eggs that have all the necessary juicy things that your your body <laughs> need to function. Uh, <laughs> and um, as soon as you realize that he's dead, you know how this is going to have to play out, and so yes. does Cassie, and you can see so it in does, his face. So does the cop. Yep. So yeah. does the cop, and he starts sniveling because he he's trying to weasel his way out of it. He realizes yeah. how how this is played yeah. out. He knows what's going to happen next. Yeah. First of, first of all, the show established that this is not a shit. People get stabbed to the gut and show show up three things later. Um, perfectly fine, wielding a lightsaber. Um, second of all, it it also showed that this show isn't going to be the uh, 
isn't going to truck with that fucking Star Wars morality of if you strike him down in anger, you'll lose yourself. No. Yeah, Cassian <laughs> kills a guy who is on his knees at his knees. mercy. <laughs> yep. Begging Point for his life. Shoot him in the face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also notice even fucking on his knees, uh, begging for his life, coming up with scenarios in which he get to live. That yep. cop is still a fucking cop. Yep. He's not like... <laughs> Just, I won't t- say anything. You can leave. Like, I won't. Say it's anything. like we'll Just go in together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll go into the cop shop together. You know, like I'll I'll tell them this story. By the way, the story he says is the truth. Like, he's <laughs> like, I'll tell them that, like, we just got rough and, you know, like, we weren't doing something we weren't supposed to do. Like, that's exactly what happened, buddy. <laughs> like, you're not somehow spinning a tail to make Cassian look better. <laughs> um, and even though the show does make it clear that things are spiraling out of control for him, you also can tell just from that scene that this is not the first time Cassian has killed a man, like, at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. This is not the first time he's taken a life. Yeah, I get that. I think it could go either way. Like, I if if they later said like this, that was the first kill he's ever done, I wouldn't be too surprised. But I, you're right. Like, but he's clearly a man who lived a life where he knows sometimes <laughs> whether or not he's done it. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. You know what I mean? He doesn't like, seem to have. He doesn't seem to be conflicted about it. Like he knows he had to yeah, do it. He, he does regret that it happened. But he's not yep. like morally upset, you know. He's not. He can't afford it. Yeah, he right. doesn't have magic powers. He doesn't have a lightsaber. He can't afford. Right. Uh, he's not he related to important people. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> His last name is made up and t- <laughs> taken from uh, adopted mother. Like he's right. not. <laughs> <laughs> he's further away from a Skywalker. You. Can. Um. But yeah, like just shoot him point blank, and like I love that because um, th- and the show doesn't proceed to frame it as oh he crossed the line and this is the turning point in his life where he I think that's kind of what I meant yeah yeah yeah, yeah. This, it's yeah. not it's not played that way yeah exactly yeah so um I'm gonna jump ahead to a scene that is much later in the episode because it kind of relates to the, the portrayal of these uh the pre more cops there's, there's, a, there's a longer name um the cortex Molana or something but people just call them uh pre more cops um we can just keep later. calling them mall cops. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the scene where they are tr- trying to re- reconstruct the crime scene. Like uh, Cyril is trying to convince the security chief that they should invest. This is the scene that really reminded me of the wire because the chief is only concerned about quota um, and yep. you know ensuring that his crime report will be brief. That I mean, that feels like a line out of the wire. Um, yeah. And it's all about well, politics I mean, to him. And it's all about I storytelling. Mean, because yeah. there's a lot of that in this show is that everything is a story. Everything is a lie. Um, yeah. And this this is true for both Cassie and Andor and the cops. Um, yeah. The only person who's actually interested in unraveling the truth is this fucking idiot cop, Cyril yeah. Karn, um, yeah. who is the whitest white man who ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> I love how terrible he is. He is, he is so good. Such a such a punchable face. It's like everything punchable put into a person. Um, Definitely. So let's qu- let's quickly address the fact that this is not the end, right? These guys are like guns for hire. These guys are essentially like black water, uh, dark water, or whatever. Um, they they private militia. Um, yeah, so... you definitely get the sense that this is not an important planet, like at all. Like it's not even important in the way Tatooine is important. 
um, where everybody says it's not important, but it's like the center of the galaxy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the empire doesn't really care what happens here. Um, they don't really have much of a footprint. And even these like low rent cops who, like you said, are probably more mercenaries than anything else. Um, yeah. Even they're not willing to spend a lot of time and they're not welcome in the corridor where Cassie and Andor lives. Uh, yeah. Ferrix or something. I don't remember what they call it. Yeah. Ferrix. Um, I, I, so my theory as to why the show decided to use the, um, this fucking, um, private military, uh, because I think Star Wars has done a really good job of making stormtroopers fucking cartoons. Like, yeah. They're, they're, lately. they're not humans. And like this show wants yeah. to tell a story about humans, you know? Yes. Yes. That's why we're seeing I, um, the Imperial Security Bureau, ISB, and the mall cops instead of fucking stormtroopers and death troopers. Eh? Right. <laughs> uh, and just men in helmets, you know? Like, they... they uh, okay, we, we're only talking about the first three episodes. Sorry, I just remember something from episode four. Oh, so cut this bit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this guy is just concerned with profit because... It's a business, right? <laughs> like they contract it, um, and I think the show might also have a point to make overall about the war machine, like in particular about the private military. I'll, oh, absolutely! Uh, like I see more and more evidence of it as goes on. I'll get back to that later. But um, here, I love the dynamic because uh, I think Cyril is a little bit close to cartoonish sometimes. But if you really think about it, people like that. But what I like about it is the security chief. He's not incompetent. He he. He figured out exactly what happened from the evidence. Yeah, he knew exactly <laughs> you know? what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And he knew what Cyril was. He clocked him immediately. Cyril come in with that fucking pathetic, clearly rehearsed speech about two men to death, sir. If, if, I, if I am not concerned about that, I'm not worthy of the uniform. And the security is not letting him have any of that. His immediate reply is like, did you modify your uniform? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe lightly yeah. tailored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he knows Cyril for exactly what he is. He does, do, he does make a pretty big misconception. He thinks Cyril is only interested in advancement. So he leaves Cyril in charge. He's like, look, I know you... Like, I think his play was, look, I know you're just, you know, you want to make this case uh, be your ascent. Like, you want to use this case to climb your ladder, uh, climb the ladder, but, like, I don't want I don't want anything to do with the case. I yeah, don't I want think this he's, case. I think he's so jaded by experience that, like, he doesn't even consider the possibility that somebody could be a true believer in justice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cyril is a true believer. But, like, also, these are two corporate crew corruption arguing against each other this oh, is for like, sure this is <laughs> as close you as you get to like a fucking dialectic dialectic conversation you know <laughs> um this is two people two methods of corruption making their philosophies because if you look at the uh, cyril is right that two employees and he shook it um but the guy was like the corruption that the security chief he's like i only care about the profit. I don't care about the numbers. I want the empires. Like I, I do, go report to the empire. I want them to think we're doing well. And he hates one of the guy who he doesn't care. <laughs> he knows that guy was a dick because he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said that guy should have died three years ago. Uh, and but he also pragmatic enough to realize about the kind of corruption that's happening. Um, he he's, he straight up bring it up. He's like they were at a brothel. They shouldn't be in. Like like they they he knows that they were shaking something down. 
you know? Yeah, he knew uh, exactly what happened. Like he, he laid it out. Yeah. But if you look at Cyril, he's a true believer. Yeah, he is talking about justice. But at the same time, none of the things the security chief is saying about um, how the, the two guys aren't supposed to be there, the two guys are corrupt, it doesn't seem to surprise him. So he... Yeah, he doesn't is, even put that as part of his moral calculus. Like, he doesn't even think about it. No, he is pissed because the lesser did not know his place. Somebody lesser took the life of people who he considered are equal and important. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he for him, it's, there's a classist thing going on yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. His version of justice does not take does not take into account the corruption that these these cops um were reveling in. Like he doesn't care. Uh, so he's not really concerned about justice. He's what he's concerned about is making sure the boot stay on the neck. Right. <laughs> and he wants to be wearing the boot. Like I wouldn't be surprised if later he we learned that he washed out of Imperial Academy. Yeah, he seems like the type for sure. Yeah, um, but um, as it continues on, um, another thing is once again they they say human with dark feet, race come into it, and in Star Wars people are hardly ever described as a you know like uh, 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 because humans are the majority race, like and right. Of course, it's also practical things like the audience are human. Like you don't need to be talking about humans. <laughs> you, you. That's uh, that's our point of reference. So we're talking about the alien. But this is the first time they like, and the way he said it, like there's clearly like a hierarchy of discrimination as well because he was like, oh, clearly they should. They he was they were refer- they were harassing a human with dark feet that they shouldn't have. I feel like the security chief might feel slightly differently if. They fucking shot like if they were killed by like a Greedo, you know, or a Trandoshian, <laughs> right? Like he might be willing to pursue it, but he's not willing to pursue a human. Like so, there's two things happening, right? Like, um, and also, is... if you really want to take it meta, uh, this is a uh, Hispanic actor, yes, who if he were to cross a river into America illegally would be an alien. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Um, yeah, so what I'm saying is like Cassian is is uh, in a dictonomy, right? Because he's a human, um, uh, he's he, he's probably getting away with more stuff. But he's also a man with dark features. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's human, but he's still not. Yeah, still not that upper class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also he's poor, and he's not of this these what these people consider uh, important lives. Like for especially Cyril, the security chief does not care about the lives of these two men. <laughs> <laughs> no, he obviously um, has no respect for the lives of poor people and wherever Ferrix or whatever. Because he's totally down with sending a whole troop of guys down there and just causing chaos. He doesn't seem to give a shit. Yep. Uh. Yep. Uh. So any anything else about Cyril and the security in this chief uh, and the chief in this um scene? Um. Only again that it's really tight writing to introduce the character. Like, not only does the security chief a- able to clock him right away, so are we as the audience. Like, we can see what kind of character he is. Yeah, um, and not just that. Um, also, this actually filled in, like, plug in some of the law holes from, like, from the contrast between the prequels and the original uh, movie. Um, because people are acting like, oh, this show isn't doing enough to, like, actually be Star Wars. But actually, this show is the first show to actually fix um, the discrepancy because in the prequel, in, in the original movies, they made it very clear that like 
the empire is letting regional areas be ruled by regional people. Right. And only only at the beginning of the movie they declared that the Grand Chancellor declared as the emperor. And technically, the empire doesn't exist as the empire until A New Hope starts. Right. Like, during that movie, he becomes the empire. Because he and dissolves then, the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, they start cracking down and tightening their um, boots. Um, so, like, yeah, like, th- this is the first time we see these regional um, governments that they talked about, you know? And, like, the original movie is based on, like, the um, hidden fortress anyway. So, like, it makes sense that that, that feudal system um, in, um, in Japan reflected in the Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. You, you it... have to stop nodding. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yep. Still nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also, like, um, Flash Gordon, same thing. Emperor yeah. Ming has always yeah. delegated all of his authority to his lesser planets. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it's the same dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and uh, Josh Lucas was also making his version of Flash Gordon. Like, he has admitted yeah. that multiple times. <laughs> um, so, I hate to be the guy, the fucking art school student, literature student, that says the town itself is but the town <laughs> itself is a character. <laughs> um, contrast, contrast this space, like this town as a living space. How much life, character, and actual personality it have compared to that fucking town in Book of Boba Fett, where everybody's like, thanks for destroying half the town, Boba Fett, <laughs> by the end of the show. <laughs> no, you definitely get a better sense like every building seems to have a purpose and every person who's on the street feels like they're there for an organic reason and not just extras walking around. Um, everything does feel more alive. Yep. Um, so yeah, you definitely get a better sense. I'm not going to go as far as you and say the town is a character, but the town does definitely have a character. Yeah. Well, the, the reason I say that is like, it is so full of like, um, what do you call it? Not incidental storytelling. Environmental storytelling. Yeah. It's so full of environmental storytelling that um, some people think of, especially in video games, people think of environmental storytelling as things written on the walls in blood. <laughs> um, but if you look around in this place, like, for example, like the wall of gloves, where you see that, like, people are taking their gloves when they go to work and putting it back, you know, that that give it par- character and that give it, the you know, like, oh, like, this is how they punch in and they punch out, you know, like... The kind of environmental storytelling and the... Yeah, but it also gives you a sense of, even though this is a more lawless area, they have a sense of community. Like, they can trust to just put their gloves on the wall and nobody's yeah. going to take them. Yeah. 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 And and um, the the way the communicator is hidden in that industrial chimney and the way they, like, breaking down... Like, it also... Once again, environmental storytelling. Did you notice they are breaking down <coughs> Republic-era... Um, the Star Cruisers, yep, like absolutely. clearly, yeah, clearly scrapping them for the Empire for the updated things. Um, <clears throat> I, I just love it, and the fucking the most enthusiastic bell ringer I've ever seen. That dude love his job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want that dude's him. job. He was so like into it, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was Nobody's one of the few times him. where the camera does stay still just yeah. to lend it extra like uh, ritualistic. Yeah. 
something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's doing it. He's doing it for himself. Like he, 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 he didn't need to do a little routine. He could have just hit that thing. But no. <laughs> he no, like hypes himself rich- up and like takes really yeah. deep breaths. And yeah, he's really yep. getting into it. <laughs> yeah. You have to put on headphones to protect his hearing. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and later as the story progressed, the way that people are running around and ringing, like, they're not the same thing. They didn't just put up stuff or put up the same bells everywhere. They just, they have Ross World deniability. Some of them look like dream catchers. Some of them are like bells. Some of them are metal pipes. And they yeah, just some of them are like ringing. street signs, you know, like just whatever. Yeah. So that's why I said the the um, the town itself is a character because like even things like, did you notice when they, they when the, um, the mall cops start raiding them, they have to stick to the main thoroughfare because there's no road signs. Yeah, because <laughs> that's true. like, and that's a that's a real technique people use all the time when they're evading armies. Scrolling, like the locals are like, we know where the streets are. You, you don't fucking you fucking <laughs> don't. So fuck you. We're gonna take all the signs. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So like that's that's what I'm talking about. Like the people who live collectively, they are the town in a meaningful way at, with their personality. Whereas in Star Wars, that hasn't been the case. Like, I know people don't like it if you say negative things about the original trilogy. It's not even the case in the original trilogy because they say Tatooine is a place of scum and villainy. But that's a good line. But how does a place like that function? Like, the, the movie didn't sell it to us. But of course, that's because the movie is also a fiction and it moves on quickly. It's not a TV show. I get that. But still, like, but later trips back to Tatooine. Tell us what is Tatooine. Like, <laughs> does, you know, like, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Tatooine doesn't make sense. Like, how does a whole town of lawless people exist? Like, why are Jawas just running in the street and like stripping people's pops stuff off? Like, how does how does that town function? This town functions. Like, this town makes sense. You know, right? Um. So let's start talking about the character that make up this. Um. Let's talk about. My boy B2 Emo, which coincidentally is what something a Rasputarian once said to me in high school. You B2 Emo, man. <laughs> <sighs> you love my obvious joke. <laughs> so are we calling him B2 or Emo? I think they call him B2. Emo yeah. just doesn't seem right. Emo should be reserved for Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. He is he is a little bit of a sad sack of a robot. He is, he is very sad. He, He's very he is depressing. Experiencing, yeah, robot dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little guy. <laughs> he has to have enough battery power just to muster up the energy to lie. You know. <laughs> I mean, same thing for me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a new thing that established that, um, that robots require more energy to lie. How does artificial intelligence work? In the Star Wars <laughs> they never explain that. They always gloss over it, which is probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think in the law, like the AI is way old. Like they, I don't think people, I think, don't remember how AI was created. Like it's really. <laughs> they just like just... go through the motions. They don't exactly know how it works. They just do it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. B2, it's not, it, it doesn't seem like one of those Star Wars robots that were created because there need to be one in every show and they want, they need to sell more. Uh, yeah, this doesn't seem specifically designed for merchandise, yeah. Yeah, like even the opening scene where he's strolling down the road and he's getting pissed on by these warthog dog things. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, 
<laughs> Once again, like everything about Cassian and his life is very working class, including the robot. Like, there's no golden robot or like a astro part, a astro droid walking around here. Like, just a dude that looked like a bin has to <laughs> <laughs> has to close his blinders, um, so he doesn't get pissed on by <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. hogs. Um, okay, so Mama Andor. You mean Petunia Dursley? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least she liked this well, this child that she adopted. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, yeah, you kind of kind of feel sad that like she keeps being lied to by Andor. Like she knows something's up. She's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he's still like trying to pull the wool over her eyes, and I'm not even sure why he's trying to do that. Um, just because maybe he just doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to hear her tell him that he's being an idiot. Um, but no, she's she's obviously very strong and she psychs out the cops that are, are sent to babysitter, which I really love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she has some good moments. And yeah, she's very sad in the end. It's very depressing. <laughs> Counterpoint, though, she did kind of really white save and away from <laughs> Cassian away from his feet. She's not wrong, too. Like yeah. she's probably right that the republics, the republics will just might have killed them, um, but she did just kidnap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's really, I don't think it qualifies as a white savior trip because she's not saving him from his culture. He's, true. she's saving him from the empire. <laughs> true, true. Well, the republic, that that's, or republic, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that, that that's important. I think it is important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just talk about the flashback. Let's talk about. Uh, all the flashback holistically as a whole, because they divided up, and I'm not sure it worked divided up like that. I also didn't like it when they get toots with the too cute with the cut back and forth between present and past. When they like, oh, do you hear that? That's that's Republic fighters coming in, and then it cut to Cyril and the security uh, in the in the present. I'm like, you didn't need to like. I don't know who is that? <laughs> I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because the flashbacks are probably my least favorite thing about the show. Um, I th- I don't think it works. Um, it's not as bad as the flashbacks in Boba Fett, which were oh, awful. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, compared to that, it's good. I do like that <laughs> even as a young man, Cassian Andor was almost entirely driven by his libido. It seems like he was only there because he had the hots for that one chick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he well, only it, get... also, it also seemed like respect. Like. Well, yeah, but I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he does, He like, it's clearly like a female-led society because the two girls are credited as Alpha 1 and Alpha 2. Oh, yeah, and they and they, they, they kind of bristle when he wants to put on the makeup and join the war party. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, well, it's... the other the other guy bristles. The other guys the, do, yeah. Yeah, uh, the Alpha woman snapped at them to let, let, let him do it. Right. I mean, it was and very he, he clear. It was very clear that this was uh, of, of mm, and I know there's a word matriarchal? for it. Matriarchal. Matriarchal. Thank you. Matriarchal yeah. society. Um, and again, this this was good environmental storytelling because they're speaking in an alien language. It's not subtitled. So like yeah. you're forced to just understand everything in context. And they do a really good job. Like you get everything you need to get out of it. Um, Again, this show treating humans differently in a way that Star Wars never had done before. If you recall, every time an alien in subtitle in Star Wars, it has been alien. It has never been human. That's true. This is, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless it's like a human talking to another alien. Um, yeah. But no, like all that said, I do agree with you that the flashbacks were clumsy and it felt like a lot of treading ground 
it's telling a very simple story over the course of three episodes that didn't yeah. need to be dragged out that far. Um, and in trying to intercut it with the present, trying to be really cute, like lost or something. It didn't work at all. It, I think it worked in episode three. I think it worked in episode three, the intercutting between him leaving his planet for the first time and him leaving this planet again for the, uh, like I, to, to me, that kind of mark, like, him as uh, like this this dude has been living like a transitioning life his whole life like he like he'd never settled you know like he never get to i can uh, see that but i still feel like it's a little too cute it's it is cute it is cute Uh, especially for a show so gritty it's a little bit cute but star wars is cute true but i was one thing that happened early on like the first time you see a dead republic officer and he's yep. all yellow. Like yep. my brain went, is he yellow because he's an alien or is he yellow because of the poison? And like it took me a while to figure out. Like it had to had to wait for the story to tell me that they'd been poisoned. Because at first I'm like, yeah. what? Maybe he's just an alien. Because you know, there's yeah. yellow aliens in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, what's his face? Um, Grand Admiral Thorn is just a dude, but blue. Blue. <laughs> yeah. Blue dude. <laughs> um, you say this um flashback is um, not that interesting, and I agree overall. Like, I think it went a little bit too long, um, and I think they know it's not that interesting. I think I think that's why they broke it up into three pieces and inserted it. I mean, it is important to get a visual like reminder of his backstory. Like, I get why yeah. it's there. I just feel like it yeah. it drags on too long. Yes, um, and this backstory is invented for this show. So, in the originally in Rogue One, they said he's from Fess, and in the visual dictionary and in the comics, they say he's from Fess. So, it's a slight recon that works that they just saying like when he say he's from Fess, he's lying to hide right. the fact that he's from Canary. <laughs> because this uh, is a, this is the kind of character where basically his entire life story is made up like everything you know about this character is some part of a narrative he probably doesn't even know what's true anymore you know yeah yeah and um but that being said once again environmental storytelling in that flashback that has really like tickled my imagination is republic troopers they were they were wearing separatist badges did you notice i did it was very interesting yeah yeah what's happening like it's this, no idea is this, is this a false flag attack <laughs> like, I why, why, no idea why are they why are they covered in chemicals like or this is five years before this is five years bby by the way the first time the the bby thing is used on screen in star wars well for, the five years bby was was when cassie and andor went into the, the that's brothel true. okay this is true. when he was a kid so this is like you know 15 years, years before BBY. That. Yeah, yeah yeah true but um the separatists uh, the Clone Wars should have been over already, right? I don't know. Oh, oh no, no, Clone Wars still happening. Yeah, right? it's just because... still been going on. Yeah. Okay, let's say okay. So BBY Battle of Yavin, um, Luke is like eighteen, right? Right. Um, so the Clone War has to have ended like eighteen years ago. No, the Clone Wars should have just ended. Depending on how the well, how depending old on is how Cassian old... Andor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he doesn't I strike guess... me as that young. Like he looks like he's in his twenties at least. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna Google how old is Cassian Andor. What does BBY mean? One <laughs> <laughs> of this says how tall is Cassian. <laughs> um, so <laughs> he died zero. B- so he was supposed to be like nine. So he was supposed to be nine in the past. How old is he yep. in the five BBY? Or heck, just how old was he when he died? You can, like subtract five. Yeah, that's true. How old is Cassian Andor? It doesn't say. 
sorry. Guess we got to use our imagination. Yeah, I'll be just. Well, yeah. So the so five BBY is the present for uh, uh, for the show. Yeah, for Cassian. So this was a while ago when he was. I guess depends on exactly how long ago because like about roughly eighteen to twenty years from BBY was when the clone was. So, but my point is like depends on what time it is. Did did they Operation Paperclip a bunch of separatists? <laughs> like, is it maybe? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, I have a feeling we will get more of that. Like, we will learn more. Yeah, because she straight up said they were Republic officers. Yeah. Like, uh, did they just absorb a bunch of separatists? And, like, it's also interesting that they were carrying a chemical phone. And we don't know what happened to Canary either. They said mining disaster, but why is there only children left? Right. Like, did they make some sort of bombs that only kill adults? Uh, <laughs> that sounds and, more like Star Trek. <laughs> right. And remember, they said. It is an empire mining disaster. It's not. It's a republic mining disaster. Totally, yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's definitely some shady shit happening there. And I imagine we'll find out more about what exactly happened there when we catch up with the sister that he's looking for, right? Right, because, um, I mean, that that that's his motivation. That's his main motivation is to find his sister. So, like, in the quest to find his sister, we're probably going to learn a lot more about what happened to the planet. Yeah. And the I also like, it. yes. I also like the fact that the Republic officers aren't heroic. That dude wakes up and shoot a kid. <laughs> first thing in the yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So, like, are they separatists uh, playing Republicans? Because, uh, 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 um, not Republicans, right? <laughs> uh, playing Republic officers uh, because they're wearing separatist badges. They're not doing a very good job. But why do they? Why do people keep calling them Republic officers? I don't know. We'll find Only out. time will tell. Oh, also another great environment. When the pre-corps or the mall cops uh, arrive on Ferrix, um, see the dropships they use? It's Clone War era dropships. Oh, no, I didn't notice. So, like, it seems to seem to suggest to me that it's it's very clearly referencing how the military industrial complex work, especially in countries like, I'm sorry, America. Uh, <laughs> hey, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> Weapon developers, uh, arms developers, um, uh, you know, uh, vehicles uh, in this place, spaceship builders uh, for military warfare. They they create new models, and then old models that are still functional get written off as out of date and get sold cheap yep, to, to other countries, to poorer countries and usually, to, and to private um, military companies for cheap, even though they don't need to be sold. They still out of date, and then those people who buy these things for cheap turn around and work for the government. Um, getting paid again, and then the people get uh, the engineers and the companies that sell weapons get to keep selling more new weapons. It is a perfect system of war profiting, <laughs> which, once again, the last Jedi also touched on. Remember, the guy straight up said that he's like, "Hey, like these these people sell Y wings and X wings. Uh, you know, they uh, anti fighters. Like they they sell to both sides. You know, that's why I'm saying like this show has the same." philosophy behind like last year i can't believe star wars got all political <laughs> a show about war <laughs> all political um yeah so anything else about this flashbacks i don't think so um those dark those blow dark guns they use are cool but seem wildly ineffective they yeah took, like, it took way 20. too many shots <laughs> <laughs> and that guy's like suit was not that it wasn't armor man <laughs> no no 
Also, why did Kess start fucking smashing up that console? I don't understand. Like, He's just upset. Yeah. But the, the trigger in the Hotspur was dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I don't know if he'd ever actually seen his own reflection before. Yeah. Which is I weird. Mean, water, water exists. Exactly. So that's why I mean, it's weird. But <laughs> something about it pissed him off. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Bix and fucking t- goddamn Tim. <laughs> What a douche. <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, love picks. Um, even though I hate Tim, and even though I hate love triangles um, in fiction <laughs> and in real life, um, I think this one is very well written, very um, realistic. Because immediately when Bix and um, Andor start talking to each other, you can feel the chemistry, right? Yeah, but Bix, you also get a sense from... Bix knows that Cassian... Is not a good. Bet. It's a fuckboy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because she immediately says, "Like, oh, did final, did, did a jealous husband finally get to you right. uh, about his Bruce?" Um, and and or also immediately clock that um, she, um, sleeping with Tim now. Like, but you like there's chemistry there, but you also realize that these people are adults, and they clearly have decided that chemistry doesn't mean enough for them to be together together, right? Right, because like, this I is a be show that's more concerned with like realistic character interactions and not fairy tales. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And like they're doing this business together, and they 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 more, they more worry about practicalities of life and survival. Right. He's pissed that she like involved with Tim because she he's worried that she might endanger their little smuggling ring that they have going on, scavenging ring that they have going on, and she's concerned that he's ripping her off. <laughs> Right. Uh, they clearly don't trust each other, even though they're the trash shit. But fucking Tim. <laughs> Tim doesn't realize that um, Bix has decided to, you know, charity date him. <laughs> he's and just blinded by jealousy. That's all it is. He's blinded by... Look, um, his character is, in a lot of ways, very uh, pathetic in a way you can sympathize with. In that, like, he clearly just knows there were... He clearly knows there will always be a part of Bix he can't reach, right? Like because she's she's aloof, like she has this thing happening. Like she limited- should have been played by James Marston. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because uh, we don't we don't see Andor sleep with Bix. So James Marston, like he read the script, he has to actually see it. That, yeah, yeah, he suggested the change, but they didn't do it, so he didn't take the role. Uh, Wait, Tim actually like, sleeps with her, and she doesn't sleep with Cassian in front of him. Uh, I can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, like Tim realized that um, there's a like he's he's never going to get all of Pick's life, right? And like instead of dealing with that in a healthy way, he blame it on Endor, who just showed up to talk to him. Right. Oh, and I also like that she's working on a Y-Wing. <laughs> I don't. I thought it was like a pod racer engine or something. Me, me too as well, uh, initially, but I think it is a Y-Wing. I believe it. I mean, they're very similar. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know or not, Eric. I like Spaceship. <laughs> yes, I do know this. <laughs> <laughs> spaceship! Spaceship! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just, that, I'm just that little spaceship guy from Lego. <laughs> um, and also, like, Here's the bit that pisses me off, right? He says he did it for her, but he did it. Like, no, of he, course he, not. He, he called immediately after he saw that, like, she was like touching his arm, like, and chatting. And he clearly think no, he did wrong because that night 
like she showed up at his place for a booty call. First of all, he doesn't have self- enough sense of respect to be like, like, oh no, like once you with that guy, if he really w- did suspect her, like <laughs> he wasn't like once you with that guy, once you with Kessa. Nope, he just go with it, and he clearly realizes like, oh, I think I misunderstood. The In situation. the wise words of the offspring, it's kind of hard when she's all ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. My point is, he doesn't have a backbone. And of course also, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he regret enough to like. He knows that he did something bad enough to like, clearly feel it, right? Yeah, and he dies for it. So you know, yeah, because you know what happened to snitches? They <laughs> die in ditches. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the fact that he just died. Like they, there was no like a goodbye scene. Like right. she didn't even get to touch his remain because they're like when she goes to reach for them the people who are taking her away it's like no 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 we gotta get out of here so like there's no closure like it's so brutal you know yep absolutely <laughs> um all right brasso he's the dude that give him the alibi oh his like, friend when from he come back he's like yeah, yeah he's like oh, that dude is such a bro i like he, he's, he's a good friend yeah he's so good <laughs> he, he elaborate his alibi and I am 98% sure that it was Bresso that tied that injured block to that. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, they yeah. may have all worked together, but it was it was definitely his idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what a boss. <laughs> that guy rules. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. want to see him get rewarded for it. <laughs> that's what that's what you do to cops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is just the opinions from... of Lynn are not necessarily the opinions <laughs> of uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's exactly what happened to the cops in Blues Brothers. True. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needed a bigger pileup, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of little characters like Bresso and the guy who, the guy Cassian owes money. Like, I think that's that's the buildup that I feel that make this town lived in. Oh, and when that giant we, alien is just like, I was just supposed to stand here. Yeah, he told me to stand here. <laughs> I love that scene. That whole scene was great. It, it once again very efficient character building, right? Yeah. For Cassian and the town and the way, like, because you wonder, it's like, oh, if he's a bit of a grifter, how do you get away with it? And then like, oh yeah, like this. You know, people know he's a grifter, but he's also charming and he knows how to play cards, right? Yeah, and you get the um, sense that he's constantly just juggling everything. He's he's living on the edge, um, just constantly. Yeah. Like everything, everything's always up in the air for him. Yeah, because that's just the so kind he, of guy he is. Yeah, because even Bresso says, I'm not lending you any more money. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you also, like, he has money saved up. So, he, he like, it's not because he's greedy, right? Like, you can also tell that he's just trying to take care of um, Petunia. <laughs> yeah, and he just doesn't, he doesn't know how to do that. And he's he's not in any kind of position to do that in a healthy way. No, no. Like, um well, like the wire right it's, it's it's a show that highlights that for some people crime is the only choice they didn't right. resort to crime it is just what it, it is the only thing that is available to them to get out of their it's life. not a matter unless, of choice yeah exactly yeah unless he's willing to stay in this place and work like the other work is forever that's I like the way he's juggling these favors with the spaceships, uh, you know, the spaceship he borrowed. And oh, right. I forgot cl- about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's clearly like uh, taking out the logs and putting in new ones. <laughs> and he just bullface, like, lie through his teeth. And the dude's like, I know exactly what you're doing. And I don't <laughs> want to know why. 
Just leave, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so any other minor characters I missed? Oh, the dude that um, trying to uh, is reading the bounty and uh, like wanting to cash in on the, the whoever the bounty is looking for, but he doesn't know where Canari is. Right. He just he's never even heard of Canari at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and the little the, the little aliens that live in his um, junkyard. Uh, kind of reminded me of kind of reminded me of Deep Roy's character from the Star Trek reboots, the one who's oh, always yeah. hanging out with Scotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that motherfucking Cyril tried to shoot those aliens for no reason. <laughs> Such a dick. Do you really think Cassie and Andor is two foot tall, Cyril? Um, <laughs> uh, so Luther, Luther Real. Oh, the uh, Stellan Skarsgård. The guy who come to right. yeah, Eric How? Selvig Harkonnen. Yeah. How good is he? Like it... he elevates everything, man. He's he's awesome. Yeah. Um, and the way he, I don't. Everything about him is great. And the the scene with him in that factory that becomes an action scene is so well done. Um, oh yeah. The way he's basically like he's feeling Cassian out. You know that he's only there for Cassian. He doesn't give a shit about the box. You yeah. know that right away. But it takes a while for Cassian to figure that out. Um, Cassia doesn't understand a world that isn't just transaction. Exactly. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't understand a world of um, ideals yet. Like he has his own, but it's buried behind survival. <laughs> exactly. He's been he's been doing this juggle game to survive for so long. He doesn't know anything else. Yeah. Um, and you said that fight scene in the warehouse is so good. And leading up to that, let's talk about the the it's. It's as much of an action scene as the fighting because it's the verbal, like sparring back and forth between Luther and Cassian about like. It, oh, the and they're ideal. constantly changing places in the space of the scene. Yeah. Like they're constantly yeah. like switching sides. Yeah, um, yeah, they're circling each other. You know. Yeah, it's really uh, well done. And yeah. again, the camera is constantly moving. Yes, um, and that that whole conversation is such well written, like the. Um, once again, like this show used a lot of that like dialectic, you know, like uh, answer and question uh, method of like people trying to get ideals across, and that's what Luther was doing. Like he he isn't telling Cassie how things are. He isn't telling Cassian about his ideal. He's making Cassian voice uh, things that he knows are the same as his ideals. Right. <laughs> you know, he's, he's prompting Cassian to say, he's poking him, and it's so good, that Marvel sparring. Um, it's like foreplay. It... <laughs> it's not yeah. It's not just coming right out with it like other shows would. Like, it's not a big exposition dump. You know, yeah. it's not like instant climax. It's, you know, let's build up to it a bit, you know? <laughs> right. Like, it's uh, even like, even movies that, that I like, like some of the classic X-Men movies have this, you know, even like Star Trek and Picard, like Picard is known for that kind of thing where he just shows up and give a monologue. Luther didn't do that. Luther is like, why did you do this? You admit why you did this. And the guy is like, because it's easy and because they deserve it. Like, they don't even think of us as people, you know? They don't, right, they, because they cannot... Luther knows that that's how you actually convince somebody of something. Yeah. If you just tell them it, it doesn't, doesn't work. You have to have yeah. them realize it through their own words, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that speech, like, uh, you know, they can't imagine somebody like me walking the hall, spitting in the food, taking the equipment. They don't even think of and that. The fucking chills, man. Like, Star Wars for, for a show that deals with fascism as one of its enemies. Star Wars 
don't do good enough job most of the time to actually highlight what's wrong with this. That's because most of mainline Star Wars uh, movies, there's a space wizard behind the fences. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, we're, we're feeling the effects of the effects. Like, this guy don't know sh- these guys don't know shit about the space wizard fights happening. <laughs> right. Um, and then, yeah, if they know what that, a Jedi is, they don't even give a shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I ha- I have a feeling Luther might be a Jedi fight because look at his cane. Yeah, the way he holds his cane and uses his cane yeah. like a lightsaber. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think I wouldn't be surprised it wouldn't surprise me if he turned out to be like a um like a Jedi reject. Because like like a force sensitive some, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're out there. Yeah. Like not all younglings are gonna make Jedi. Like there has to be else that doesn't be that doesn't become a Sith Lord. That just become <laughs> like a shopkeeper. <laughs> um and then that fight like so Oh my god, that was like that was so fucking good. Like it, it there's so much chaos going on and you've got all these engines hanging from the ceiling on chains and they're falling randomly and in random places and things are flying back and forth at one point cassian even gets clocked in the face um you know it's so well done and the way that luthan has already set up the charges he's already set up his escape route and all that stuff i mean it's oh it's so good and it's so exciting and like the fact that cassian can't wrap his head around the idea of letting go of the MacGuffin. He just, he can't, he can't process that. Like that's not even a thought that he can have. Um, He doesn't realize that he's the MacGuffin. (laughs) Exactly. He's what, he's what he's, Luthan is really there for. Yeah. Um, Even though Luthan like flat out says it multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Because he's, he's a con man. So you think he's being conned. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it, it is a little bit cheating because they wanted to put weight behind this laser fight. So they literally just hang up things that have. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Why would there be that many engines hanging from the ceiling in this disused factory? It's, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> it clearly intricate pulley systems. <laughs> I guess you have to use pulley system to get it up there. I, mean, I don't, don't know. Think why. They don't have OSHA, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Star Wars have no OSHA. That's why the Death, Death Star has no railing. <laughs> but like, at first, it's just really cool set dressing. It just makes that scene where he and Luthen are talking. It just yeah. adds atmosphere. But then like, they actually use it for an action scene after that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just really, really loved it. I thought it was so also, well done. Yeah. And also, this show is very noir-like, so all the illegal stuff have to happen in an empty warehouse. But it doesn't make sense why warehouses are empty all the time. At least this one has some stuff in it. (laughs) Well, I feel like Um, you can can kind of make an excuse for it being empty in that, like, everybody had ran as soon as the cops showed up, so everybody was, like, hiding in their houses and stuff. Yeah, true. Um, I meant, like, stuff, not people. Um, Oh, okay. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, But uh, also... Luther already know he won. Like, did you notice? Like, because uh, he hasn't got an answer from uh, Cassian yet on whether or not he'll join him. But he's already started teaching Cassian's lessons. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, like, he knew as he, soon as he walked in that he'd already won. Yeah. Well, I think I think especially after that little like spit in the foods. Right. <laughs> um, Which and, in the hands of a lesser writer would have been dialogue given to Luthen, like hey you can walk yeah. in and yeah, and spit in yeah. their food and they wouldn't even notice but no they gave yeah. it to cassie which is yeah why it was so well written and 
he have that same hard look that the the pre pre uh, ball cops uh, recognize. They should have left him alone. He had that same hard look when he was delivering that speech. He hates the motherfucker. He oh, hates absolutely. the empire. <laughs> and this is not a show where they're gonna say hate lead to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's being recruited specifically for it. So yeah, yeah. and Luther Luther is gonna use. Of course, of course, like, yeah. Of course, like this is a show where that this is a show where like you will show. But Saul Gurara is going to be. This is a show that will show, um, you know, revolutionary also need to be led by assholes. Like <laughs> you know, the it, it's assholes fighting assholes, right? It just you just uh, you just have to follow the asshole with the right ideas because, uh, like the line from Firefly, you know. Um, I I figured uh, somebody who has a statue of him is a <laughs> asshole one way or another. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so let's talk about the raid from the perspective of these fucking and Cyril and oh, we haven't even talked about um that bastard Mosque. <laughs> uh, the. <laughs> The first man in Star Wars to say shit, and is a Scottish man. <laughs> Speaking Makes of sense. foreplay, that scene where he's introduced, man, it's like he really wants to go to bed with that guy. Cyril. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, did you notice Mosk uh, do, do, did the same shit uh, Cyril did when they first introduced him? Like, he, somebody asked a, sim- a simple question, and they replay reply with a clearly very practiced rehearsed oh, totally line. rehearsed yeah, yeah 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 like oh velocity in the um uh, uh, in the name of uh, under the guidance of good leadership is there anything more worthy <laughs> like that that sentence doesn't actually mean anything it's like <laughs> you just said i came quickly because my boss called yes like that that's all you said <laughs> uh, and you notice though cyril Clearly, like Cyril seemed to me like like you know how, how sometimes like rich um fucking mover and shaker like CEO level people have sons that they think are destined and have to achieve perfection, but they their son is dumb. Yes. <laughs> you know? And like clearly not made for like leadership or like anything that requires intelligence. That's what Cyril feels to me. Yeah, there's that one moment where like he's supposed to give some kind of speech and it's like the lamest speech ever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, he stumbles saying, um, uh, uh, there, there can be no hesitation in the pursuit <laughs> of justice. Like, I thought that was so good. Like, if you did, wasn't paying attention, you might miss that big dramatic irony, but perfect. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> um, um, and you notice he immediately get manipulated by Mark. Oh, of course. At, 100%. As soon as they met, you notice he doesn't get to make any more decisions, Cyril. Mosk is the one making all the decisions. He just thinks he's making the decisions. <laughs> right, Mosk, Mosk is Mosk, totally playing him, yeah. Yeah, Mosk tells him exactly how many people uh, they he need, exactly what they should do, and, and that he should come with, and Cyril just act like it's his idea. <laughs> yeah, Cyril like gives it away like right off the bat, and he says, I think yeah. I should stay, and then you know, Mosk yeah. immediately knows He's got him wrapped around his finger at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the way Cyril talked to the fucking, uh, all his underlings, uh, like, he's like an acting boss. Everybody knows that what he's doing is, like, not the way it would have been done other way. Like, yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck because... he's doing. He has absolutely no experience in the field. You can tell. 
Yeah, no, not just that. I, I mean, like the, the when when they were still hunting down Cassian, like the way he talked to the people who are supposed to be data gathering. Oh, and all right. That, like they they don't believe in his leadership. Like they know he's doing things that they wouldn't have, that not the way they would have done. But granted, that's because they were they were also corrupt and would have turned a blind eye onto this murder. Um, but yeah, like clearly nobody respected, and he threatened that dude uh, with losing his job if he doesn't stay overtime, like <laughs> combing through footage. He's just the worst dude. Totally. Um, and um, yeah, so they arrive in those fucking um, clone troopers uh, uh, drop shits, and immediately, like he doesn't understand, and but Moss clearly does. Like Moss just can't wait to, to use that boot to step on people's neck again, right? Like he he make a fucking little joke about um, uh, <laughs> about essentially abuse. Like it's he, like oh, like, you know, like we're gonna manhandle them. If they don't like it, they can write. They can write like a complaint, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they have their That's monthly essentially... meeting where they can complain, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course Cyril has his, which is I like how like. The content of the speech is fine, like, especially when he started. He just doesn't have the leadership qualities, right? Yeah, he's like, completely and, uncertain. He has no idea like how to talk to these men. And look at him. Like you look at him and you know like he's not <laughs> he's not a hard man, you know? And these the the guys he was talking to, it's not like they were like making fun of him or rolling their eyes. They weren't showing any respect. They were normal. Like one of them accidentally coughed and then stopped. Uh well, I think he just, like grabbed the bridge of his nose. That was about it. Yeah. 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 Um and Mosk knows. Like he's like, Oh, that was very good, very inspiring. Ah. <laughs> uh, um and then when they get booed on the ground, the Mosk immediately is like Mosk knows what's up, but Cyril is like, why are they clanging with those things? And Mosk is like, oh, it's just intimidation tactic. In a, in a way, Mosk is right. Yeah. Because they don't actually end up doing anything. Like, they don't like, uh, ba- Baba Endo was bluffing. Like, when the uh, uh, it's a warning system. Uh, yeah, it's just to get people to run here. into their homes and stuff, you know? Yeah. Take shelter. Yeah. And Bosk, um, fucked up that one dude but uh other than that when the mama and or imply that when the uh ringing stops then they might be fighting you know but i think that's the point like just intimidation and when the ringing stops the cops get stressed get paranoid like okay where are all the people now right and exactly then they make mistakes which is exactly what they did they they made mistakes when they got nervous um so what do you think of the actual raid itself like the fucking uh and uh, him threatening Andor's mom and threatening to rip out the battery unit from B2. <laughs> it's just cruel. <laughs> I know. I know. And he's like, shut her up about this old woman. And I mean, then, it was on ha- brand. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a show that leans into police brutality, you might as well go all the way, right? Right. Right. And then contrast it to when he has a gun to it. Oh, yeah. He basically he, was wetting his pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he held on for like like 30 seconds. If and that. as soon as <laughs> as soon as Luther said like kill him. And of course Luther was convincing because I think Luther means it. I thought for a second I was like, are they playing good cop back up? I was like, no, if Endor wasn't there, Luther would have just shot that dude in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so like Endor isn't like bloodthirsty either. Like he tied him up, right? Like he didn't he didn't want to shoot that dude for no reason. You know? Yeah. But he should have shot. Him. He should have shot. It was going to come back and bite him later. (laughs) 
Yeah, even like right away, as soon as he got free, he was already like gung ho to kill, you know, attack, attack, yeah. attack, you know. Yeah. Um, but soon as he was convinced that they were gonna kill him, he like he was so pathetic that he mistakenly said the wrong number, but he corrected himself. <laughs> like and he's like twelve, no no fourteen with two officers. Like that's too many wait they only asked how many people. Like he was already like giving them more details than he asked. <laughs> he think he's a true believer, but when it comes to push and shove, like the fastest bastard fold immediately. <laughs> yeah. He has yeah, he has no idea what he's actually made of. Yeah. Um and then of course the glorious finale of oh and, and of course Tim gets shot. Um they, they also fucking manhandle Bix, which is so so uh awful. How can you do that, Bix? <laughs> You're in love, aren't you? <laughs> I I think I think Firefly um fucking uh, affected me in a big way, and now I like um like engineer girls. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee's all Kaylee, or, Kaylee called to me, put some engine oil on like their face, and I'm like ready to propose. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Divorce to electric boogaloo. <laughs> You're a weird um, man, Lynn. <laughs> I never denied it. Um, yeah, it's brutal for no reason, right? Like she was just running. Like they, there's no reason. Like they, they were right. She doesn't know something. There's no reason to single her out. And then the team shooting thing is yes. That's why you don't snitch because when you call the cops, sometimes the cops comes and then you don't know who they're gonna shoot. <laughs> Yeah, also, if you see cops manhandling somebody, don't run at them, especially when they tell you not to. Like, yeah. you're gonna get shot. <laughs> because he's a fucking snitch, he think they would treat him like equal. But They don't no. see who he is, they just see yeah. another poor person, you know? Like, Yeah, yeah. But, um, I like the reaction of the, the fucking, the blue, the blue lines rank closing on, closing in on each other. Immediately. Oh, of course. The guy who got shot, he's like, "Give me your gun, and you need to go start the engine." Like, even though he knows that the guy shouldn't have shot him, he was like, he was already working towards protecting the guy who shot them. Right. Well, that guy died anyway. So <laughs> that guy died because he's a dumbass. If he just like, oh, something's wrong, and landed, he wouldn't have died. He just like kept throttling. Clearly, something's wrong, you idiot. <laughs> oh no, I'm heading straight towards that crane. Better hit the accelerator. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, I like what Rasso did there because there's plausible deniability. They're in a scrapyard. Like maybe he he could say like, "Oh, like maybe he just got tangled up in the rope." You know? Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. And there's no one person they could blame. So perfect. It's the ultimate but, crime. <laughs> but what do you think is going to happen to this town in Fenric? Um, oh, so, they're, like, it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no the empire. Is, no good yeah, things are going to happen to that. <laughs> no. No, they 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 can't let live. They can't live and let live. No way. No way. Um, I just hope uh, Petunia and the emo droid get out alive. Yeah, I don't think. Well, we don't see them in Rogue One, so <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't see Luthen in Rogue One either. Uh, but Luthen could be pretty high up, so we don't know. <laughs> and the big final explosion. Um, fucking. Uh, the dumbest cops fell for the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure it's in like three different Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shooting that car, I understand. But it's already flipped and on fire. Why are you running to it? You know? 
like uh, all in mass too like you yeah. know like multiple people from multiple directions are closing in on this this speeder yeah. that probably would have exploded even without the explosives you know <laughs> uh, yeah because this is a movie <laughs> <laughs> exactly um uh, fucking uh cyril cyril khan i love saying his name uh <laughs> cyril <laughs> he only survived because he's too slow <laughs> Also, did you um, hear one of them immediately start yelling, Bacta, Bacta? Yes, I did hear that, yeah. And I also had the subtitles on, so I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He is not coping. He knows that explosion just killed his guy. He's just like fucking PTSD, just staring. Even Mosk lost respect for him, right? Like, Mosk is like screaming in his face, Sir, we have to go. We have to call for backup, you know? (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. Ugh. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> yeah, in the effort to take revenge for losing two guys, they've lost like four or five more at least. Yep. Probably yep. more. Uh, yeah. Uh, your little <laughs> your little uh, modified uniform isn't going to last long now. <laughs> True. <laughs> the superintendent guy is going to be so pissed. <laughs> I gave you the narrative uh, and everything. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah, I told you just make them just say they died doing something heroic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also like uh, when they were saying, going way back, when he was saying, say they died doing something heroic, I also like the line, nothing nothing too fancy, we don't need a parade. <laughs> 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 but you're right though, the central thesis is uh, of this three episode, like, the, one of the main theme is telling stories, telling lies, right? Like, right. everybody is telling stories, telling lies, for, to, to good or bad. Uh, like uh, the alibi, you know, um, uh, the the pre-war cops, like organizations are uh, telling lies in the uh, form of propaganda and narrative, and individuals are telling lies in form of alibis, <laughs> uh, and uh, and trying to reconcile that to survive. And I think that's going to be like a central thesis of the show going forward. It definitely well. seems to be setting it up that way. Yeah. Yeah. So. I wouldn't trust anything anyone say that we don't see happen. Amen to that. Yeah. This is a show where you definitely can't take any line of exposition for granted. Okay. So going forward, what do you think is going to be able to happen? What do you want to happen? Have you seen any of the trailers and promotional materials and stuff? Uh, no, I've seen some like cast listings. Like I know Mon Mothma is going to show up. I know Saul Guerrero is going to show up, stuff like that. But like, I don't, I didn't watch any trailers. I haven't looked at any episode summaries or anything like that. I don't actually know where it's going. Um, But, you know, obviously we know that this is all about him joining the rebellion in some capacity. And if we're going to see people like Mon Mothma and Saw it's, you know, we're going to, we're going to get a lot of that rebellion intrigue and stuff, but I still really hope that it stays focused and grounded on the character and not the grander galactic story of Star Wars. Um, I mean, it's going to be there, but it should be more of the backdrop to Cassian's journey. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't have, I don't need it to be just for Cassian. Like, for example, like if if they want us to give a gritty story based on Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera, that's fine. You know, like even though they're big players, they still like you can still ground them, right? Oh, it's hard to ground, hard to ground a space with them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I think it'd be more most interesting to see um, the more compromised side of Mon Mothma because Mon Mothma has always been portrayed in this kind of like almost angelic light. And 
to know that she is sanctioning the kinds of things that Cassian's going to have to do, um, right. you know, taints that image a little. Whereas yeah. Saw Gerrera, I mean, he's Saw Gerrera. <laughs> we already know he's corrupt. We already know he's willing to do all kinds of shit. Um, and that, that, and that he liked tentacle porn. And that he's into, yeah, tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? We know it's going to go to like Corsa because I mean. For one thing, that's why my mom's my true. Uh, so I, 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 I'm also waiting for that um, contrast um, of um, you know the like when I say I want the gritty down to earth human level, I don't need to just see like small town um, working class people that we've seen. Like you can give me senators, just keep it grounded. Like, oh, like of course, make, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I want characters like Darth Vader and chief puppety to show up but not do anything fucking jedi or magic <laughs> like i want i want to know how darth vader function in a cocktail party <laughs> like, and, and i'm not just saying that as a joke like i'm like like he has to do day-to-day shit too right like he has to do he can't just be force choking people at meeting all the time he has to run this fastest machine he, he's not always just sitting in his moped in mustafa right like he is still the enforcer he still have to make appearance like how does he interact with the running day-to-day running of this fascist empire i want to know how does I... Sheev justify his fucked up face <laughs> in a cocktail party fair enough but like one of the things that annoys me about star wars is how much it tries to interconnect everything to the main storyline and i kind of True. Don't want to see this show do that too much. Like I said, we know it's going to involve galactic politics. We know Mon Mothma is going to be there. We know yeah. all that. But like to see Darth Vader show up or the Emperor show up, I I don't oh. want to see that. That's even if they oh, don't I do don't... anything, just like show up in the background. I still think that's a little much. It's too cute. Well, I don't want Cassie. Like no, I I'm not. Clear. Yeah, I, but... I don't. But I I feel like Mon Mothma would be. Per- a person like I think I already accept in my head that Mombasa is a person who would have met Darth Vader and Palpatine, right? Yeah. So that's why I don't mind in the context of like, it, it, like if they are in the same thing with Mombasa, like it's not making the world any more smaller because I already expect like those people are already in the same area, like same same set. So I I would have figured they already know each other and already met each other, right? She's a senator, for God's sake. He's a grand chancellor. I mean, fair enough. I just, I don't know. I like like that this story is trying to set itself apart, and I want it to continue to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Fair enough. You're you're telling me seeing fucking Sheev Palpatine in a tuxedo at a cocktail party (laughs) wouldn't set this show apart? (laughs) I'm not saying I don't want to see it. I'm just not sure I want to see it in the show. You're like, I'm enjoying The Wire, and Lynn wants it to become like... Um, Robot chicken. Arrested <laughs> development. <laughs> uh, you think Darth Vader has a different cake for a cocktail? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this has gone on too long, Lynn. <laughs> Eric is no longer on board. <laughs> Um, I think this show is going to be about roughly every th- three episodes is going to be like feel like a mini series. The first three, I hope because so. like yeah, that that if that was a mini series and it ended there, you'd be like, oh, it ended on a, a bit of a cliffhanger, but it's fine, right? Like, I think that's what's going to be. I think every three episodes there is going. To be- yeah, if we don't see the majority of these characters again, like 
like uh, if we don't see Bix again, if we don't see Petunia, I can't remember the character's name again, that won't be completely unexpected. Like I would be okay with it. Um, uh, so yeah. Do you know what they announced about the structure? No, no idea. That, that this this is twelve episode season one, and there will be I think they either say twelve or twenty or something like that. Uh, for season two, and that's it. Wow. Like they, okay. Those two seasons will cover five years, and it will end at into Rogue One. Cool. Uh, it will link straight up. It, it will link straight up to Rogue One. Um, find out why he had to kill that guy. Yeah. 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 And then um um what Darth Vader was doing before he did that. <laughs> no goddamn cocktail parties. <laughs> <laughs> if Darth Vader shows up in this, I'm going to be so stoked. And you're going to be like, God damn it, Lynn. You, you, you will this into being. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're right. This has gone long enough, and I am starting to troll you. So <laughs> I'm way too tired for this bullshit, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say what we're gonna do next episode. What are we gonna do in the next episode? Um, let's see, we got she more... all finished by then. I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think there's only like three episodes left, so maybe She Hulk will be finished by then. In which case, we'll tackle She Hulk. Um, there's also I don't know if you heard or not, but there's also a big Lord of the Rings show happening. <laughs> um, last couple of episodes has put me to sleep, so <laughs> maybe I'm not completely on board. Um, Gladiol is sure is pretty though. It's better um, than Halo. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. That's like saying like a punch in the throat is better than like forced vasectomy. But oh, come on, Lynn. I know you're looking forward to Halo season two. I am <laughs> already filming. To it. Yeah. In which world? This is clearly a sign that there is no god. In which world is Halo season two already filming? But we still don't know if there's going to be Sam and season two. They both cost the enormous amount of money. This is why you don't green light season two before season one even hits the air man you just don't do that <laughs> i think the guy who's making it know exactly what he's making so that's why he got that deal <laughs> <sighs> all right so we will see you next week to talk about halo um no she <laughs> we will we never will... finish talking about halo <laughs> We will we will actually upload that lost episode where we talk about the second half of Halo at some point. <laughs> Maybe. A, 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 couple, a couple of people have requested it, oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> they like to hear us suffer. <laughs> yes, they do. Until then, we'll be suffering silently in the background. <laughs> uh, my name is Lynn, and this has been The Streaming. I'm Eric, and life is but a stream. Goodbye. Bye. I'm drinking something called White Mischief. On the can is just rabbits fucking for some reason. <laughs>